Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. Hey, God bless you. Great to see you. I want to talk this morning about moving the immovable. And we're going to be uh, 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 talking about how God can move the mountains out of our way. And so how many of you, sometimes you have things in your life just like, man, God, it's like a mountain standing in my way and I need it to be moved out of my way in, in order to get through to where I'm going to go, what God has for us. We're going to talk about that this morning. So just uh, join me in prayer right now. Father in heaven, we love you so much. During these next few moments, Lord God, I just pray that you'll speak to our hearts about what it means to have faith in God, faith that can move the immovable in our lives. And we just pray this right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said loud, amen. 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 Take your Bibles and just hold them high and say, this is my Bible, the living and powerful proven word of God, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, God's holy word on which I stand, and having done all, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Whatever the word of God says I am, whatever the word of God says I have, whatever the word of God says I can do, say with me, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. You may be, I I almost said you may be seated, but you are already seated. And at home, everyone, we welcome all of our Uh, friends that are tuning in online as well and we just uh, bless you today in a special way as well and look forward to seeing you back on campus just as soon as you can get here because there's nothing like being together with God's people in God's house hallelujah praise God now Jesus said this in Mark chapter 11 verse 22 we'll start right there he said have faith in God say with me right now have faith in God For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So Jesus is saying, have faith in God. I think that there's been a faith deficit in the United States, a wearing down of our faith uh, in the last year, a testing of our faith, a weariness in our faith. But I think we need to reboot on our faith. We need to have, have faith in God. Jesus is saying, have faith in God. I want you to say it with me right now. Have faith in God. I'm going to have faith in God. Even when you don't feel it, and especially when you don't feel it, just say, I'm going to have faith in God. Praise God. Because he says when you do this, you can begin to speak to that mountain. By the way, speak to the mountain in your life. I come against you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, mountain be removed. Just begin to speak. Jesus spoke to a fig tree and it withered up. He spoke to a a fever and it went away. In other words, speak to things that are in your way and watch them be removed if you'll believe in your heart and have faith in God. Therefore, I say to you, Jesus says, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That's called faith right now. Believe that you receive them calling those things that be not as though they are, believe that you receive them. In other words, it doesn't seem to make sense, but I'll tell you what, it's the Word of God. And when you do the Word of God, watch what the Word of God does in your own life. Hallelujah. Now, I want to give you three aspects of faith this morning, just three. And on this, this is another diamond of our belief. You know, I'm talking about faith, hope, and love. You know, it's a diamond. It has many facets. 
I'm only going to talk about three. I would think that there'd be at least 50 things we could say about faith this morning, but we're going to just talk about three. First of all, faith is moving the immovable. Say it with me this morning, moving the immovable. And so let's talk about faith for a second. What is faith? In your notes, faith is complete trust and reliance on God. Faith is complete trust in and reliance on God. Say it with me right now. Trust in, reliance on, on God. Hallelujah. Now, that is easier said than done, but because especially when you go out into the Mondays of life and you go out to the week in life and you go and the things start coming your way and you say, God, I just got to put my trust in you. I trust in you, Lord, and I rely on you. That's having faith in God. Even when you don't feel like it, that's really the time to have your faith and your trust and reliance on God. Now, what is the amplified? The Bible says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I've got there, faith is the title deed. In other words, we receive something by faith. It's the title deed uh, 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 of, of things that we've hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Now, how many of you know that we, when you receive a title deed, everyone say title deed. When you receive a title deed, that means whatever you're receiving is yours. When you finally pay off your car and you get the title in the mail, how do you know that that car is yours? And then when you finally pay off your house and you get the title to your house in the mail, that house is yours. It's not owned by you in the bank anymore. It's owned by you. Faith is the title deed. In other words, thank you, Lord God. It's not mine yet, but I see it as mine. It's, I have faith that it's going to be mine, and it, it will be. Now, the Amplified Version puts it this way. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, or the title deed of things that we had hoped for, the proof of things that we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, the conviction of their reality, uh, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So I want to, in your notes, I kind of wrote this li line down. What you finally see with your natural eyes, you will first see with your spiritual eyes. That's faith. So how many of you are believing God for something, amen? Begin to see it. Let me ask you again. That yeah, was close. How many of you are believing God or you want to believe God for something, amen? In other words, see it with your spiritual eyes first and then, you're, then you'll see it with your natural eyes second. This is where we get the expression, I see it through the eyes of faith. Uh, years ago, I've only been a pastor at two churches and, and one in Michigan and one right here in California. So when we were in Michigan, uh, top of Detroit, Auburn Hills, Michigan, um, I... In that church, that little church, we, we were, God grew that church, and we began to build, and I, but we were wanting to build a brand new uh, worship center. And I began to go out and walk and pray, and I'll tell you, I'd go out and walk and pray, and I'd come up kind of up a, a, up a, a rise in the road before I'd get back to the church. I'd walk from the church and back to the church because I lived at the church. The parsonage was right there at the church. And so... But anyway, I would begin to see that building come above the roadway It would because it, it was that high that it would come across, above the roadway. Man, I began to see that through the eyes of faith. Even though it was two or three years away, I could see it through the eyes of faith. And when I saw it through the eyes of faith, 
Pretty soon I saw it in the natural. What you see through the eyes of faith, faith you'll eventually get to see in the physical realm. In other words, you'll get to see it if you believe it. Praise God. This goes for everything, amen? How many of you can say, man, I'm going to see my debts paid in full, even though they might not be right now? But I'm going to see them paid in full. I'm going to see my car paid in full. I'm going to see my house paid in full, even though it might be a long way up. But if you'll start seeing it through the eyes of faith, God will bring it to you because he honors faith in the name of Jesus. All right. Pretty good so far, right? Doing all right? Now, let's talk about faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, everyone this morning, church is not an exercise in futility. If the word of God is preached, you're going to come away with a greater sense of, of faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I love the preaching of the gospel. Amen. And we have more uh, access right now to the gospel that we've ever had online, all kinds of things. Man, I'm just so glad that you come and hear me preach on Sunday when I realize how many other great preachers there are out there. And I'm so glad that you, I mean, you could listen to 50 other preachers, but I'm glad you hear me too because I'm telling you what, I'm going to use the Word of God. Here's the confidence that I have in the Word of God that when you hear the Word of God, your faith is going to increase. I've got that, on, I've, got, I've just got that assurance because that's the Word of God. Hallelujah. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. How many of you want to please God? I, I do. And one of the ways that we please God is by having faith in Him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and serve him. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know what? This morning, every one of you, you got up this morning, you cleaned up this morning, you came out to church, you could have gone to McDonald's to have your McDonald's breakfast or to Mimi's or wherever you're going to go. Or you could have said, well, we're just going to go out and see beautiful California and the landscape. No, you said, no, we're going to go to church first. We're going to seek God first. And if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added unto you. If we know who to seek first in the first place, praise God. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So I'm just taking it by your actions here this morning. You weren't here just to check the box. You're here to say, I want to seek God. And he's going to reward you. The Bible says this, we walk by faith and not by sight. Say with me this morning, walk by faith and not by sight. And I'll tell you what, there's many times in life you don't know what the day is going to bring. But we do know who's going to bring the day, and that's Jesus. God's got it all. Uh, you know, don't worry about your future because God is already there. And we already, we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. If God showed you everything that was going to happen in your life, you'd never do it. He just takes you one step, but we walk by faith. Man, God, you got me this. We've, oh, there was a song a long time ago. We've come this far by faith, trusting in God, believing in his holy word. But we've come this far by faith. Guess what? I'm going to go the distance by faith. Because God has brought me this far by faith. Then the Bible says the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, he'll be forgiven. Thank God for the prayer of faith that has saved the sick. And then I got to tell you something about faith, though. Faith is a fight. Say it with me right now. Faith is a fight. It's in your notes. Faith is a fight. But we're called to fight the good fight of faith. Why is it a fight? Because sometimes our faith gets tested. Sometimes our faith starts to... We're low on faith, or we feel like, man, God, I'm kind of running down on faith. But faith is a fight, but it's a good fight of faith. Say with me right now, it's a good fight. 
It's a good fight because it's a fight worth fighting. Some fights aren't worth fighting, but the fight of faith is worth fighting. Keep on holding on. And that's why we say to our Christian brothers and sisters, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Why? Because sometimes your faith gets tested. And sometimes you wonder if your faith is going down. So we say keep the faith. Keep on fighting the good fight of faith. And then know this about your faith when your faith is being tested. Faith is strengthened by trials. You don't get weaker from your trials. You get stronger from your trials, everyone. God uses difficulties, trials, persecutions to test and strengthen and grow our faith. How, can, can I just receive that this morning? Am I right right now? In other words, you, you go through the tough times, but the tough times make you tougher. So be true. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6, be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. We've learned that the little while has been about uh, 14 months <laughs> with the pandemic. You've had to enjoy many, many trials for a little while, but these trials will show you that your faith is genuine. Did you see that this morning, everyone? These trials will show you that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Through your faith, it, 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 though your faith is far more precious than gold. In other words, I think of Job, I believe it was. He said this, when I've been tried, when I've been tested, I shall come forth as gold. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say, for those of you that are going through a test this morning, I'm just telling you on the authority of God's word, God is going to, even though you're being tried, you're going to come forth as gold in the name of Jesus. We didn't melt gold when I was... In high school, we had shop class, Mr. Nordell. And Mr. Nordell would show us how to, you know, we'd, we'd cast things. We did some sand casting. We certainly didn't use gold, but we used a lot of aluminum. And we'd put the aluminum in a fire, a, a fire, uh, uh, I don't know what the exact word would be, but we'd fire the uh, aluminum pieces up until they would melt. And then they would melt, and then you'd pour the aluminum into the sand cast, and you'd have a sand cast. Uh, I remember once I made a little anvil that was a sandcast anvil. But what I'm trying to say is this, is that when we fire up that aluminum, then we'd get out a, a tongs and we'd pull the slag off the top. And, we'd, and then you'd have pure aluminum when you pulled the slag off the top. Sometimes you're going through the fire right now, but God is refining you so that he can pull the slag out of your life so that you can be a vessel for the finer, that you can be a vessel that's completely pure. In the middle of these trials, God is doing something good out of something bad. He's making something good. If you're going through the fiery furnace right now, praise God. Jesus is going to be with you, but he's also purifying you in the midst of that fire. Don't give up. Keep on having faith in God. Don't like how I feel, God. Don't like the way this is feeling. Don't Get up every morning. But man, I'll tell you what. Get up and get up in faith in the name of Jesus. So uh, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. The next verse of verse 7 says, So when your faith remains strong through many trials, so when your faith... Man, the Holy Spirit just gave me the when this morning. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, that assumes that it is going to remain strong through many trials. When your faith remains strong through many trials, it's going to bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. In other words, Christ is going to become back, but it's going to bring you praise and honor. How many of you know that when in the grandstand of heaven, there's going to be great applause for the people of faith? Amen? 
Hallelujah. And you're going to be one of those. It's when. It's not if you're going to be faithful, but when you're going to be faithful. So just remember this. Just as fire refines gold and silver by burning away the dross, the fires in our lives, the lives of believers, burns away the impurities of our faith. God is up to something good. So we have faith to move the immovable, which has to do with moving the mountains in our lives. Are you all with me right now this morning? All right? Moving the mountains in our lives. So what are the mountains that stand in your way? What are the mountains? Are they mountains of depression? Are they mountains of distress? Are they mountains of despair? Are they mountains of disease? Are they mountains of debt? With God, these mountains can be removed because with God, nothing is impossible. Say with me right now, with God, nothing is impossible. Man, whatever you're trying to do isn't working, so you might as well have faith in God. In other words, don't give up on having faith in God. Just say, I'm going to have faith in God. I, as what Jesus said, have faith in God. He didn't say, why don't you think about having faith in God? No, he says, have faith in God. This is your solution. Praise God. Now, there was a man in the Bible... And I like these long names because I don't know if I like them. It takes me a while to even figure them out. But there's a, 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 a character in the Bible. His name is Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. And his name is mentioned by Zechariah the prophet. Zerubbabel, say it with me right now. It's just kind of fun to say. Zerubbabel. It's almost like starting up a Honda engine. Zerubbabel. Something like that. Zerubbabel. Like that. Anyway, Zerubbabel. You can have fun with it. You know, that's how motorcycles sound, you know. It's like Yamaha. Yamaha. You turn it off, it goes, ha. But anyway, just little things I think about. <laughs> but Zerubbabel, um, he was an influential political leader uh, and religious leader back in Israel during the time when the Jewish ex exiles came back from Babylon. So in the history of, of, of Israel... Israel had to go to Babylon and be, they were taken into captivity for 70 years. Remember hearing something about that? So the people of, of God, they were disobedient and they were brought into captivity for 70 years. And now they're being brought out of captivity back to Jerusalem. They get back to Jerusalem they, and they go back to the temple and the temple's just laying in ruins. It's a big mess. It'd be like if a flood came through, an earthquake or whatever, but it's just a big mess. And Zerubbabel looks at this mess, and he's the guy that's supposed to spearhead the rebuilding of the temple. This is back in the 6th century B.C., all right? So they're going to rebuild the temple, the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. Zerubbabel is the guy. He's the contractor, if you will. He's the guy leading the charge. But when they came back and they found out how devastated the temple was and everything that was on top of each other and everything that needed to be rebuilt... It, it really discouraged them. It was a discouraging mess, and it, and it represented a mountain in their, in, their, uh, in their eyes. It was a mountain in their eyes. Have you ever watched these hurricane um, uh, news reports from the Midwest when a hurricane hits a town and just wipes out houses, wipes out entire neighborhoods, and the, and the neighbors walk by, and all that's left of their house is just a bunch of tattered, um, you know, two-by-fours just stacked in a pile that's the feeling that they got when they came back after 70 years of Babylon captivity. They didn't come back to a clean, nice town and everything's, uh, you know, ready to go. They came back to a bunch of devastation and it looked like a mountain in their eyes. Like, how are we going to do this? But 
The Lord gave Zerubbabel a word from the prophet Zechariah. And here was the word. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to say it right now. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, everybody, that wasn't good enough. Because we're going to have faith and we're going to say it by faith. Because we got a mess in our way and a mountain in our way. How's that going to be removed? Not by our might, not by our own power, but by the Spirit of God. How many are with me right now? Say with me. And, and, the, and the prophet Zechariah encouraged him. And he says, not by might. Say, here's the word of the Lord to you today. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. The solution is not in you. The solution is in the Spirit of God in you. And then the prophet says this, Who are you, O great mountain? He says, begin to speak to that mountain. Who are you? Not what are you. He said, Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you're going to become a plain, and, 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 and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. What does that mean? He says, you're going to speak to that mountain. Here's what you're going to say, this big mess that's in front of you. Who are you, great mountain? He says, because you're going to become a plain, and he's going to bring us forth, he's going to bring forth a capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Grace means favor. Say it with me right now. Favor, 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 unmerited favor. God is going to, we're in the middle of a mess, but God is going to give us favor. Hallelujah. And he says, we're going to bring forth the capstone. What is a capstone? Well, on a building, you've got a cornerstone, you've got a keystone, and you've got a capstone. The cornerstone is you put at the foundation of the building. That's a, and, and especially a great archway, you'll have a uh, cornerstone. How many know that Jesus is our cornerstone? But then at the top of an arch, you'll have a keystone, holds everything together. How many know that Jesus is our keystone as well? Amen. But he's our cornerstone. You'll have a keystone. But when you get done with the building, you'll have a capstone. Say with me right now, a capstone. And a capstone is put on the top of the wall, and a capstone really represents completion. It's the last thing that you put on. He says, we're going to complete this project. We're going to put a capstone on there, and we're going to say grace, grace, grace to you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, which is unmerited favor. In other words, the temple is going to be rebuilt even though the task seems overwhelming and there are many obstacles in the way. The temple is still going to re be rebuilt. Woo! Hey, everybody, this is good word right now. God says this, even though you've got a mess in your way and it makes you, it's a miserable mess and it just makes you feel like defeated, God says, I'm going to be with you. You don't have to worry about your own might and power. It's going to be by my spirit. And we're going to rebuild with that cornerstone, with that keystone. But, man, we're going to put a capstone on it. And we're going to just speak to that thing and say, grace, grace, grace. Grace to it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Praise God. Favor. <clears throat> now, mountains represent the obstacles in our lives. They represent the obstacles in our lives that need to be removed. So your own might and your own power are insufficient to remove the obstacle out of your way. But by the Spirit of the Lord, every obstacle will be removed. Now, that song we just sung, it says this, From the impossible you'll see a miracle when you believe and not doubt. From the impossible you'll see a miracle. Praise God. Man, that's almost a good sermon right there. I could just stop. 
but I have two more points. So I think I, I, I don't feel like I'd be giving your money's worth if we didn't finish this message. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Praise God. Y'all doing good. Just love seeing you. It's so good to see all of you. Here's the second thing faith is. Faith is breaking the unbreakable. Say it with me right now. Breaking the unbreakable. And when we think of something as unbreakable, we think of chains because chains represent the hold that the devil has in our life. And that grip soon becomes a bondage. It soon turns into slavery or servitude or subjugation. It, it's all of those things when we're bound by the devil, when the devil puts his chains on us. But Jesus has the power to break every chain in your life. Hallelujah. Chains of addiction, chains of oppression, whatever the chain might be, God can break it. Amen? Chain, chains of demon possession, he can break every chain. And uh, I remember a story in the Bible, and you'll remember this with me too. When Peter was being held, held captive in prison, he was awaiting his own execution by King Herod because Herod had already killed James by the sword, and he was going to kill Peter too. This is in Acts chapter 12. But I'll tell you what, he was all alone in that prison one night, just seeking God, and all of a sudden, suddenly, the Bible says in Acts chapter 12, verse 7, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side, and he woke him up, and he says, quick, get up. And he said, the chains fell off of Peter's wrist. An angel came in, and it was, suddenly it happened. Say it with me right now, suddenly. I want to just tell you something, everyone. God's got a suddenly coming in your life. You might feel, man, I feel like I'm in prison right now. I feel like I'm not making any progress. I feel like I'm just stuck here. But if you'll keep your eyes on God and have faith in him, God will send a suddenly into your situation. And, man, I'll tell you what, he can deliver you in an instant and restore everything the devil has taken away from you. Hallelujah. So that's Peter. We're talking about breaking the unbreakable right now. And then not only Peter, but Paul and Silas found themselves in prison one time because they were sharing the gospel. And they were put not only in prison, but in the inner cell in what we'd call solitary confinement where they were chained, but their feet were also put into stocks. But at the midnight hour, they were singing praises to God and they began to pray and sing praises to God and God intervened them and he loosed them and all of the prisoners in, from their chains. Now watch this. Acts 16, verse 26, suddenly, say with me again, suddenly, there it is again. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake where the foundations of the prison were shaken and at once all of the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Not only Paul and Silas, but everyone's chains came loose. When God blesses you, not only will you get blessed, but people around you will get blessed. Can I get a witness amen when he looses those chains? So praise God another suddenly... Hallelujah. Here's what I want you to see. The same God who loosed Peter and Paul and Silas and the prisoners from their chains is the same God who's going to deliver you from your chains in the name of Jesus. If you'll only have faith and reliance on God. Hallelujah. Isaiah the prophet wrote this. Is, is not this the kind of fasting that I've chosen? What's the kind of fasting that I've chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Hallelujah. 
We used to sing when I was a little kid in church. We'd sing it until we wear it out. Jesus breaks every fetter. Jesus breaks every fetter. And Jesus breaks every fetter and he sets me free. I will sing hallelujah. I will sing hallelujah. I will sing hallelujah because he sets me free. I think we all need to be set free from a bunch of stuff so that chains can be broken off of our lives. We don't have literal chains so much. Some of us do, but we have figurative chains, and they need to come off just as much as the... Sometimes the figurative chains are worse than the literal chains. Some of y'all just, you know, trade some of your chains for real chains. If God could just deliver you, and he, God will deliver you. Because God says this, I want to loose the chains and untie the cords from you and break the yoke. The yoke was what they put on the two oxen. He says, I'm going to break that yoke. And if you know those yokes, they were strong yokes. You could pull a plow and do everything. But he says, man, I'll break the yoke and you'll both be set free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've got a friend here at Harvest Church. Uh, we're talking about a baseball player. And, uh, you know, played in the minor leagues, ready to go to the major leagues, but he got his... Life tied up with drugs. We'll have him tell a story sometime. But I'll tell you what, he had an encounter with God at Teen Challenge, and God broke the chains on him, and he's been clean now for six years. Give the Lord a great hand clap for six years. Thanks, thank you, Lord God. So I talked about Peter and Paul and Silas and what Isaiah had to say, but Jesus said this about chains. Very truly, I, I say to you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. In other words, what God is doing, God says, I want to move you from being a slave to sin to being a son of God. Hallelujah. And if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Woo! If Jesus sets you free, you're going to be free indeed. Can I get a witness? Amen. All right, we talked about faith is moving the immovable. Faith is breaking the unbreakable, third thing this morning. There's 50 I could share, but I'm not, just three. Faith is healing the unhealable, healing the unhealable. Now, let me just ask you a question this morning. How many of you believe in healing and divine healing, that God can heal today, amen? By his stripes we are made whole. Let me just ask you another question in your life. How many times has God touched you and you knew that God touched you and he made you whole? He made you whole. And, and, and just raise your hand so I can just see you. You say, man, I prayed and God did something. that I wasn't. It was past the doctors. It was past medicine. God just touched me and made me whole. We've got so many people here right now that just can testify of the power of God. And I'll tell you what, faith is healing the unhealable. And one day, there was a, Peter and John were walking and they were going up to the temple for a time of prayer. It was about three in the afternoon. The temple in Jerusalem, all right? And now a, a man who was lame from birth, remember this story? A man was lame from birth and he was being carried to the temple called the Gate Beautiful. By the way, in Israel, there's eight gates to the city of Israel, a uh, city of Jerusalem, eight gates. When we get to heaven, there'll be 12 gates. But in Jerusalem, there's eight gates. One is still sealed, all right? So there's seven that are open right now, but there's eight gates. This was the gate called Beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple court. So he's there begging. And in other words, it could have been the same guy you saw that was lame. I mean, someone that was legitimately lame and begging for something. At right? any street corner that we've got here, he could be restricted by poverty or he could be restricted by poor health or mental health or alcoholism or drug addiction. But the same person you saw 
Every day when you drove out of Target, or every day that you drove out of Arden Fair Mall, there he was sitting. But he had been there since he was born. And they came, and he was there to beg. And when he saw Peter and John coming his way, he asked them for money. That's all that he knew to do, ask them for money. And Peter looked straight at him, and so did John. And then Peter said, he says, look at us. He said, look at us. And so, by the way, when you've got Jesus on the inside, you can have some confidence to share. Can I get a witness right now? You can have confidence. He said, look at us. We don't have any money, but we've got the answer. We've got Jesus. How many of you, you got Jesus on the inside, you can have some confidence, right? I can't do anything for you, but man, I'll tell you what, I've got a really good friend who can do a lot for you, and his name is Jesus. Amen? That gives you confidence. Hallelujah. So it's not confidence in yourself, but it's confidence in Jesus. But by the way, you need to have confidence in yourself as well. Don't cast away your confidence, which has good confidence in the Lord that has good reward. So the man gave him his attention, expecting something from them, and Peter said, he says to this man now who's lame from birth, everybody in town knows him, and he says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I, God, give I thee. Here's the NIV. I, I automatically translate to King James. But silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Hallelujah. And they took him by the right hand. He probably didn't even believe he could get up. But, you know, it's like how an athlete takes someone by the right hand. This guy's been lame for all of his life. They reached down, took him by the right hand, and helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Now, Luke was a physician, so Luke uh, concentrated on kind of the anatomy and what was going on in a more particular way. So he, he, he drew attention to the man's feet and his ankles that became strong, and he jumped to his feet, and he began to walk, and he went to the temple courts, Walking and jumping and praising God. And I would just say this, walking and leaping and praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you imagine if you've been stuck right there and not been able to even walk and then all of a sudden you got healed and God restored your strength? I mean, you think of all that had to happen. It wasn't just that you could get up and walk. You had to have your muscles restored. He didn't even know how to walk, but I'll tell you what the Bible says. He instantly began to walk and leap and praise the Lord. That's called healing, divine healing. And when all the people saw him walking... This is pretty good, isn't this, this morning, amen? Can I get away to say? And by the way, I'm not a great preacher. I've just got great material. Can I get a witness, amen? Just, just great material. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate. This is the same guy. And they, the people said, isn't this the same guy? We've watched him since he's a little lad. He was born this way, and now he's a young man. And they were filled with wonder and amazement about what happened to him. And if you read the, read the rest of the story, when the people asked Peter what happened, here's what Peter said. He said this, By faith in the name of Jesus, this man who you see and know has been made strong. It is Jesus' name and faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you all can see. Did you get that here this morning? By how they say, they're saying, how did this happen? He said, it, it happened by faith in the name of Jesus. This man who you see now is made strong by faith in, the, in Jesus' name. It is Jesus' name and faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can see. How many of you know this morning, everyone, we need to be using that name of Jesus, and we need to be keep on having faith in the name of Jesus, amen? Through faith in the name of Jesus, the same power that healed the lame man in the book of Acts, listen to this, everyone, 
is available to heal you today. The same power that raised that lame man is available to heal you today as well because there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus, so much power in his name, power to move the immovable, power to break the unbreakable, power to heal the unhealable. If you'll just believe God for it, the, the impossible can be a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. Because nothing is impossible with God, and we serve a God who specializes in moving the immovable. If you receive the word of the Lord this morning, give the Lord a great hand clap. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to ask you to stand for a moment here, and we're not quite finished yet, so please don't exit yet because I, you exit and you might miss what God, the touch that God wants for you right now. We just built up to what God wants to do right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Holy Spirit right now is just saying to me, don't let your faith be worn away or weathered away. Have faith in God. You've gone through a test. You've been tested. Some of you that has bore down on you to, to the point of where, man, I just feel like I'm at a faith deficit right now. That's exactly where the enemy wants you to be. But Jesus would say to you today, have faith in God. And if you'll have faith in God and believe and not doubt, miracles can happen in your life again in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and we win either way, everybody. We win any, either way. Because uh, you're all smart. Uh, I was thinking, I don't know if, Pete, if Diana Vega is here this morning. Uh, she might be in the next service. But Peter's husband died, you know, a, a couple of, uh, about a month ago. And he had fought such a valiant fight against COVID. And, uh, and uh, his body didn't respond well. His lungs didn't respond well. And, and after 60 days, I believe it was, in the hospital, he went to heaven. Um, but here's what you should know. Pete died in faith. He died in faith, not receiving the promise, God having provided something better for him. So I want you to just see, see this more. We don't lose whether we live or whether we die. We still die in faith. God's got something better prepared for us. Amen? It's better. You mean, you, you mean that when you, when you serve Christ and when you follow Christ, you, you win both ways? Yes, you do. <laughs> it's a good thing. But we have faith. We have faith on the side of life, and we have faith even if we're not going to keep this life, that God's got something better prepared for us. Hallelujah. But in the meantime, we walk by faith, and we, not by sight, in the name of Jesus. Because God has a lot for you to do and a lot of, of, of territory for you to take in the kingdom as well. So I want to ask you here this morning, if you're saying, Pastor Perry, I've got some mountains, some things that I'm dealing with right now, some things that are just holding me back, obstacles in my way. It could be chains that are on you. It could be a mountain in your way. It could be a healing that you need. But you say, I just need something from God that's going to re require faith. And would you pray for me right now? I want to just ask you just to lift your hand all across this place. And I want to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because we're going to have faith in God. Thank you, Lord God. We're going to have faith in God. Not our circumstances. We're going to have faith in God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to just say it with me right now. I'm going to have faith in God. Hallelujah. That's what I'm going to do. That's my part. I'm going to have faith in God. 
And I, I can look at you this morning, so many of you that I'm looking at right now, and I know what you're facing, and my heart hurts for you, but I want you to just re-up and boot up and say, I'm going to have faith in God. It's not my might anyway. We, I got a mess before you. I got a temple that needs to be rebuilt. I got all that stuff. And then the man of God came out there to Zerubbabel, and he said, hey, it's not about you. He said, not by might, not by power. That's your might and power. It's by the Spirit of the Lord you're going to get through this thing. And you're going to see that thing rebuilt in the name of Jesus. God's going to put a capstone of completion on the situation that you're going through. It's not going to be a busted down old building or temple. God says, no, I'm going to relay the foundation, which is Jesus Christ. I'm going to put a keystone in there. I'm going to put a capstone on it. But this mountain is going to go away This with mess in front of you if you'll have faith in God. It's by His Spirit. So, in other words, there's got to be a little bit pushback against the enemy right now in your own life. Just say, I'm going to have faith in God. Say it with me right now. Have faith in God. Thank you, Lord God. Have faith in God. I'm going to have faith in God. Thank you, Lord God. I was just, just the other day, I was depressed about something. And I was just feeling just down about something. Man, I'll tell you what, I was just in the Word of God. And I'll tell you, just, I was reminded even when I was preparing this message have faith in God and I did a pushback on the devil and it was like the next day it was just gone just like that just doing a pushback things will start to turn around when we walk by faith hallelujah praise God let me pray for you right now lift up your hands those of you that were needing a special touch and there's God I just pray right now Lord God the needs in here are bigger than any one person but they're not bigger than you, Lord God. And Lord, I pray right now that you'll touch your people and minister to them, Lord God, that you will do what no other power can do. God, that you will bring them forward by faith in you, Lord God. We come against these mountains in the name of Jesus. We speak against the mountain. We speak against those chains. We speak against the diseases in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you right now to let the mountain be removed. Let the chains be broken. Let the disease be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Even what the doctors thought was impossible, all things are possible with God. And yes, Lord, marriages, Lord God, that are on the brink, Lord God, bring them back into health again. Relationships and families that, Lord God, are being stressed and there's separation that takes place, God, bring your healing touch in the name of Jesus. God, those mountains in our own households, those mountains, Lord God, in our own relationships, Lord God, bring healing, we pray, in your holy name. We're going to have faith in you. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. And God, I just pray right now, I just speak, Lord God, healing over your people. I speak for chains to be broken over your people, for them to be set free and to be set free indeed. God, I pray for this right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you'll move the immovable, that you'll break the unbreakable, that you'll heal the unhealable in the name of Jesus. And Lord, that you'll set us free. And we pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray this prayer with me right now. Lord, Lord Jesus, today my faith is in you. My faith is in you, Lord God. And I cast every care on you because I know that you care for me. God, you're going to make a way, I know, where there seems to be no way. And I'm going to walk in victory. And I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Hallelujah. 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 By the way, everybody, you don't have to work too hard at this when God's with you. Are you hearing me? You, you, what am I going to do now? No, you're, let me tell you what you're going to do right now. You're going to have faith in God. Because God said, I'm just telling you to circle the city of Jericho. Six days. All you've got to do is walk. 
but I'm going to do the work. And you get, you get around on that seventh time, and the walls are going to come crashing down by His Spirit, by His mighty power. All you've got to do is praise the Lord and say, Hallelujah. It's called faith in God. In other words, don't try to say, well, what do I do now? No, you just keep on having faith in God. Speak good things over your life and speak against the devil in the name of Jesus. Speak against it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, there's an army of faith right now. And don't let faith, don't get that thing worn down, but say, no, I'm going to re-up right now. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it out right now. In the name, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.